What's up, everybody? This is Easy E, your host of Truer Crime, and I'm also here with my co-host, Joe Wild. Did you want me to say my name? Are you awoken? I, I mean, yeah, I'm awake. I had my eyes closed for a second, but I was still awake. I just didn't know you wanted me to say my own name. No, I just uh, wanted to pause for dramatic effect. Oh, gotcha. It was dramatic. People think people didn't know what was happening there. Yeah, we just needed the dun-dun-dun to come in and be like, hey, Joe, Joe. Do you think that's... Uh, copywritten music, or are we allowed to do that? It might be, it might not be. Anyways, I just did it, so if we... <sighs> Alright, yeah, so here we go. What's another cease and desist letter? Yeah, you know, cease and desist us, and then we'll stop, right? So, let's... Yeet. <laughs> yeah, yeet that cease and desist letter right out of here. So, <laughs> our, our story today is... About murder? No. What? That's crazy. Bank robbery. Does anybody die? No. What? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well, some people die. Oh, okay. But not as a result of the robbery. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about Albert Spaciari. 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 Sounds offensive. It might be. Actually, Italians. it is offensive because uh, if you looked up neo Nazis. <laughs> Italians, because every, not every what? Italian is also a pasta dish. What? What do you. What do you mean? They're not pasta dishes. What are you talking about? I freaking, I don't remember his name. Uh, I already forgot it. Alfred Spagnoli or whatever. Spaciati. Spaciati. I mean, that's... So does that mean like Mario and Luigi's last name could potentially be like... Their last name is Bros. Yeah, their last name is technically Bros. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm. No, that's fact. It's canonical. 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 Peach is actually French. No. Shut up, Jeff. I think peach in French is pichois or something like that. Maybe. Also, this guy is French, but he has an Italian last name. And I looked it up on YouTube how to pronounce this. It was, so it's like a spaciati, but it's like, if I was going to say it as a stupid, uneducated person, I'd be like, spagiari. Do you want me just to read it so people could get an understanding of how I would pronounce it? Yeah, Jeff, why don't you give it a ringling? <clears throat> spagari. Thank you. It'll work. No, you're done good. So, so if he was from Indiana, that would be his name. Spagari. Al, Al Spagari. Al Spagari. And he would be the starting right tackle for the Indiana Hooters. Probably not. But he would be a world-renowned jewel thief. Oh. Ooh. Yes. There's where we're going. So, Albert Spagari. So, he was born in southeastern France. Are you guys familiar with the topography and geography of France? Not yeah. even a little bit. I actually am a little bit. That's where my uh, my dad served a missionary. So, that's like the Marseille area, if I'm not incorrect, right next to the... Yeah, it's like Nice, Marseille. So, Nicey. it's in the mid. So, Joe, uh, the southeastern France is actually on the Mediterranean. So, it's fancy. It's fancy F. And there's a lot of castles, and it's very cool. Mm, it's the resort place of France. Like if you cross Paris. the Mediterranean, that's how you get to Spain. Yeah, so it's kind of, that's not on the southern border of Spain, but if you go went further down the Mediterranean coast, you would get into Spain. And I think Greece and Macedonia are up there. Anyways, it, this is the way cool and nice part of France. And he was born in the southeastern part, in the Hathisarpeh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Well, well said. So his the fuck dad, does any of that mean? Uh, it just means that he was, that's like the province or the state in France where he was born. 
Okay, so he was born in Hopeville, Indiana. Got it. He needs to be American for me to really fully comprehend what's happening here. Yeah. That's so, okay, yeah, keep making your American um, connotations. So, he grew up in Hieris. Do you ever have a picture of him? There is not a picture of him. Darn it. At least on his Wikipedia page. So, I'll try to find one. yeah, my main source in this story is the Wikipedia page. So if you want to check that out, you'd also see where I learned a lot of stuff. I also looked at the references with that. And there's a pretty long story on, what is it called again? It is, it is Bright Review. It's like this weird third-party website. Anyways, so he was born there. His dad died when he was three. Mm-hmm. So that was sad. And he was born, let's go with time frame here. So he was born in 1932. Okay. So this is in the Reconstruction period after the First World War. Right. And he served all over the world, actually, in the war. We'll get into that a little bit later. So his dad died when he was three, and his mom ran a lingerie store. Sexy. <laughs> nice. Yep. So if, what would the American equivalent of that be? Um, his mom being like a Victoria's Secret franchisee? Kind of. Yeah. So, anyways, he didn't get along with his stepdad. His mom remarried. Didn't like him that much. So he was always kind of a rebel growing up. And that led into... You're not my real dad. Uh. Then he slams the door all French. Yes. Le slam. Yeah, he gives it like slam. So, anyways, after he gave his stepdad like slam, he went over to the girl he was trying to impress. And, he, you know, he asked her what he would need to do to... You know, to get some action, let's say. And she told him that he needed to steal a diamond. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Really? All this is apocryphal, by the way. So, like, some of it's, like, this guy's kind of like a Robin Hood figure. There's, like, stuff that may not or may not be true. That's made up, though. Like, if you want to get all up in me, you're going to have to go steal me a diamond. Yes. I will say this. Uh... I did find a photo of him. It's not very him. good quality. Let me see him. Uh, it's just like a newspaper article of him. That dude looks like James Bond if James Bond was a real person. And Italian. And Italian. Hmm. It's like, uh, uh, for those who are listening, uh, the only way I could kind of describe the photo, it's very dark hair. Very tan. Shaggy mole, yeah, tan. Uh, An older, less attractive Seth. He at this okay. time he was fifty-seven, if I'm correct. Yeah, when he committed the robbery, he was fifty-seven. So the photo that we found is also still me. getting in fights with his stepdad at fifty-seven. No, silly. This is when he was a kid. Okay. So, anyways, he goes and he steals this diamond, and that was the first crime he was ever arrested for. He got caught doing it. How old was he again? Uh, he was, I think, like eighteen around there. He was old enough to join the army. So the deal he cut with the police and the town he grew up in a year was that he was going to go and join the army. And that led him to Vietnam, where he participated in the Indochina War as a paratrooper. Do we know if he ever got got in that girl's pants or not? No. I like to think he did. I like to think he did, too. Good job, Albert. Just from seeing how the rest of his life went, it makes me think he did. Nipwalk. Yeah. But he also wasn't a good dude, by the way. Um, uh, <gasps> Gaspar. Yeah, exactly. Gaspar. Gaspar! So he was not present at the Battle of Dien Bien Phu, 
which is one of the biggest battles in the Indochina War, is the climactic confrontation, according to Wikipedia. And he wasn't there because he was stealing stuff. So they said, you're stealing stuff, you can't fight in the big battle. This is honestly the human representation of swipe or no swipey. Yeah. Is that a punishment? I guess. Like, you don't get to go to war because you stole stuff? That's that's what the Wikipedia page says. So. You must have, like, figured that out. It was like, okay. And just started stealing. Okay. He was apparently the only person to come up with that brilliant plan to to steal shit so you didn't oh, have to go to war. Oh, no, I'm With Alfredo. He stole a watch. <gasps> yeah, more. Yeah, he stole the watch, right? So then he couldn't go to battle. And, oh. Yeah. So I do know. you think he like stayed home and like watched the battle? <laughs> Probably with the other the commanding officers in the brig. Oh. So that wasn't surprisingly the end of his military career. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Algeria. Uh-huh. So Algeria also had a war of independence around the time, like when World War II was beginning. And he worked for something called the Organisation Armée Secrète which translates to the OAS. And what it was, is it was an anti-Algerian independence terrorist group. Okay. Yeah. These was, guys, this, was this something that he joined himself, or was this, like, funded through the French government? There's some debate there, because there were political organizations. So, in other words, the French were funding this. The section group. of the, the French conservative movement was, or was not supporting them. Yes, they were. Yeah. So... They technically weren't a part of the military, but they were a paramilitary group in France that worked to kill uh, people who supported Algerian independence. They like one of the members of the OAS tried to kill the French Prime Minister Charles de Gaulle. Huh. Yeah, he's got an airport named after him. He does, but it's a good thing they didn't do that. Well, they wanted to they kill probably him still because they have the airport after him. Probably even more so after he died. But, uh, yeah, so he gave independence to Algeria, and they wanted to murder him, so they tried to, and failed. Uh, he, Tuscan wasn't, he never really saw action. He wasn't part of the criminal element of the OAS. And the OAS is pretty crazy, because, I mean, they said that they killed over 2,000 people over, like, a 15-year operating span in Algeria and in France. And they were just going through and committing, killing political opponents. Sorry, that was 2,000 over 15 years? Yeah. Not bad numbers. Yeah, it was in the Algerian war. So you sit like. I mean, I'm just saying, like yeah. a paramilitary group funded by the U.S. government would have put up way better numbers, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I know if uh, killing thousands of people for political motives was a sport, I mean. Oh, the U.S. king, maybe. Yeah, we're actually going to get into that because he actually joins uh, another far right organization. How many organizations does he want to be a part of? This guy seems to be like. He's that kid that's in like five different clubs in high school. Yeah, but he's not like really into any of them. You know, he just like, keeps stealing from them. Yeah, he goes into each club and steals from them. It reminds me when I joined FMLA for only the Chick Fil A chicken sandwich and to go to a haunted house to skip a whole day of class. Yeah, that's pretty much what he was doing. Except he also might have really believed part of it because apparently when like you look up neo Nazis, like like there's the header in Wikipedia, his name shows up. Oh. So he had some very far-right beliefs. Interesting. Yes. So this dude who committed this pretty kind of crazy bank robbery, not that great. So after he was done with the OAS, uh, he started working in photography, 
started working in the political lobbying and he got in with the conservative party that was controlling the resort town of Nice in southeastern France where he was born. And he said, the Wikipedia page says that he owned a country villa on the hills above Nice named Les Olis Salvasius. I think it's pronounced Nietzsche. Nietzsche? I think. Is it Nietzsche or Nicey? I thought it was Nicey. I don't think it's Nicey. It's Nietzsche? I think the place was Nicey, but I don't think it's pronounced Nicey. No, well, for sure, though, it is bougie because this this country really <laughs> it's had bougie. its name was the wild geese. Ooh, yeah, the wild geese. Yes. So Ooh. there was many of them. Yes. Well, oh. ironically enough, he raised chickens there. <laughs> or were they chickens? Or was it just a confusal of really gonna... Yeah, we should have played those chickens. We should have played wasn't a brothel. Maybe it sounds brothelly. This is wild France. Geese. This is France. France is a very unique place. So maybe it was just like a fake out. He was like, you're going to think they're geese, but they're actually chicken, but actually they're geese. And that's why but the actually they're women that you can pay me money to have sex with inside my house. Nothing wrong. Because it's a brothel. You know what? Yeah, that might be have been going on, considering his character as a person. This is France. And it is France, after all. Just a bunch of unshaved people in that house. Just... Mm. Continue on with Doing the, the devil's business. Please. The reeks of hair and cheese. <laughs> right. So, he had always had this desire in him, as he's characterized in the Wikipedia page, that he wanted to do some kind, of, some kind of thing that would make him immortal, something that would make him known forever. Hell, it'd fucking work, too. Everybody knows the name Al Scaglieri or whatever the hell. Albert Spaciari. Sure thing. So, as he was working for that, he actually started working with the Dina, which was the Gestapo of Chile. Hey! Yeah. So. Oh, please. Yeah. Wow. Start, yeah, I know. If you guys, for those listening, me and I lived in Chile for two years. Yeah. It was great. I love Chile. Yes, I do. I love the people, and I feel very bad about what the United States did to Chile. Yes, I, yes, that was not very good. Yeah, it was not good. Uh, anyways, the Dina is the secret Chilean police, and he worked for them in France to watch Chilean exiles. Oh. Uh. Yeah, sometimes the Dina would carry out executions in foreign countries using covert operatives, and apparently he was one of them. Mm. So he never killed anyone, but he's, he was working with them around the same time that he staged this robbery. You know, it says that he's never killed anyone. I'm kind of thinking he probably killed some people. That's what I'm thinking too. Not that's why I said not as a result of the crime that we're talking about, the truer crime that is the subject of the story. Yeah, yeah. so the robbery he didn't kill anybody, but he's he's not he don't he don't he don't got no clean plate before this. Let's just say. no. He's definitely murder adjacent. Murder adjacent, yes, yes. Hmm. Two degrees away from a homicide. All right, so Spaciari, like I said, was working in the government and with the government of Nietzsche. Nice. Please, someone, for the love of God, correct me on the name. Maybe it's called a Nishijinichi. Yeah. That's my attempt at French accent, by the way. That the French accent's pretty awful. I know, but I like doing it, so I'm going to keep doing it. You know what, Jeff? <laughs> perfect practice makes perfect. So I would maybe take some time and just, like, redo what you're doing. That was really well put, by the way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that just perfect practice. I'm not saying practice, but good practice makes perfect. So... Get your reps in, son. I'll probably watch Beauty and the Beast multiple times to get that down. Yeah, whatever just your take process a day off is. Work, get whatever you gotta do. 
So, and I'm not saying mine's great either, because it's not. Joe's is pretty good. Yeah, Joe's is great. I love Joe's accents. Do you want to do the French bomber from Incredibles? Monsieur Incredible! <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to use that as the transition into the crime itself. So, he heard from... All right, so, you know what we should actually do? We should take a quick little break of Rooney here. Au revoir. Then, yeah, au revoir. All right. Au revoir, son frère. Sure. All right, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the luxurious sound of Joe and Jeff's voice. So, as I was saying, we're going to use the Masson Prow transition into the incredible crime that was committed by, uh, what's the name for like Mr.? Is it like Monsieur? In French? Yeah, Monsieur. Monsieur Espaciati or whatever. Monsieur. Monsieur. Al. Al. <laughs> Monsieur Al. Monsieur Al. So Monsieur, Monsieur Al, Al heard that the Societe Generale, I don't know if that was right or not. Probably not. Some Italian is definitely bleeding into that. Uh, <laughs> so he heard that the big bank in Nisi, or Nietzsche, uh, that the sewers were bank adjacent, just like Gaspar was murder adjacent. How the fuck you just hear that? Were you hanging out with people just like, hey, you know, the sewers running into that bank. <laughs> wink, wink. Do it now. <laughs> Do, am I describing more? Gives me an idea. Yeah, so I shall rob the bank through the shit tube. <laughs> so she's like, yeah, I'm going to break into the bank through the, the shit tubes. So he starts hitting up some of his old OAS buddies. And he decides to go in and start digging a tunnel from the sewers to the bank. Oh, that's got to be miserable. Yep. So he something that he did was that he put an alarm clock on the vault. It was like a sensor that would check for any acoustic or seismic detection gear. So I don't know how he exactly did this. I'm guessing he dug the tunnel and then put it in there or put it by there just to see if there was any like in the sewer first to make sure that there was no seismic detection, anything, just so the bank, you know, just was making sure no one was digging in and breaking in, right? But as it turns out, uh, these guys suffered from a serious case of overconfidence, like irrational confidence. So here's what the Wikipedia article says. Uh, it says, there were no alarms protecting the vault because it was considered impenetrable. The door wall was extremely thick, and there was no obvious way to access the other walls. Well, that's one thing our boy Al can do. It's penetrate. That's right. Neat. Penetrator in chief, Spagiari. So and basically, it's it in. That's right. Or so, this, this bank vault is basically the Titanic of bank vaults. Oh. Good job. Wait. So James Cameron's gonna make a long ass fucking movie about it? No, he's actually gonna build a submarine, and then he's gonna go into the sewer. And then that submarine has a drill on it, and then he's gonna. Okay, I'm gonna move on. But so, it was all acted out by Leonardo DiCaprio, and he still does not win an award. Well, the other thing happens is that you know, like, there's this very large door that has room enough for two people on it that he just decides not to grab onto. Ah, uh, yeah. Selfish asshole. I know. There's room on that door, Rose. Right. Don't start. I got triggered. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> Spaciari knows some professional gangsters from. Marseille. Uh, Marseille. Marseille. That's the only word I can say correctly in French. Heck yeah. Marseille. 
So they all went into the sewers and they spent two months building a 26 foot long, that's eight meters tunnel from the sewer to the vault door. So Sounds smelly. Yeah, it's a smelly smell. That smells kind of smelly. So from the guys who worked on the, the heist, he told them not to drink coffee or alcohol. And it's from the article again. And to get at least 10 hours of sleep every shift. So if you want to... God awful boring. If you're just digging a hole, dude. You're just digging a... Like, Al, can I not be drunk while I'm digging the hole? Well, that's what he said. He told them not to drink alcohol. So you can't be drunk while you're digging the hole. I mean, if there's any task that... like, Because, yes, alcohol does impair you. But I feel like hole digging, you can probably get done while pretty tore up. What would also a French hole digging song sound like? A French hole digging song? Yeah, because I bet you they were bored out of their minds. They probably... They were just singing 99 Loft Balloons in German. <laughs> yeah, or 99... What's a bottles of wine on the wall? Is it 99 bottles of wine. You take one down, you drink it down. And then you go and not take a shower again. Yeah, that's right. Or eat some cheese. I'm glad. You I'm guys, hitting the I'm French gonna, stereotypes hard. I'm glad you guys smoke a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, that was fun. I was just yeah. really curious, like, would it be like Demery, like seeing Les Mis, or for some reason, I wonder, like you said, 99 bottles, or whatever. I thought 99 problems. So like they're down there digging, singing 99 problems by Jay Z. I've got 99 problems with the beats hit and. <laughs> Especially if I have us. Yeah, that's right. Okay, my girlfriend's awesome. Anyways, uh, so he took all these precautions to make sure that the tunnel. Here's here's why you don't want to be drunk when you're building the tunnel. You don't want to you don't want to get tore up when you're digging because you're gonna get torn up by the however many pounds of dirt falling on top of you and crushing you if you did it wrong. Yes, Paul. Yes. So, anyways, they worked for two months to build this 26 foot long tunnel. And they were waiting for Bastille Day. Are you guys familiar with Bastille Day? DR is Bastille, yes. It's French Revolution Day. That's right. So it's French Independence Day. It's when the peasants went and stormed the Bastille and took the weapons from the army and overthrew the, the government. I wonder if that's what a musical artist got his inspiration for. His it setting. definitely is. Oh, very cool. Yes. It's where that hack of a band got their name from. Yep. So. What would you do if you saw Shut up. I don't know. Maybe I would rob the Titanic mm. bank. Titanic Yep. So they broke into the vault. They opened, this from the article, there's no reference. There's an estimate that they stole uh, 100 million francs of money. So I did the math with Jeff today, and that's $152 million that's a lot worth of money. money. That's a lot of francs. Yep. And it was the largest heist, according to the book that was wrote about this. I think he wrote... Uh, Spadiari wrote the book himself, but this was an actual crime that was committed. Uh, <laughs> I think he wrote it through a ghostwriter or through a pseudonym. Anyway, so uh, they said it was the largest bank robbery that's ever happened in the history of France. Uh, reportedly, Spadiari brought his men a picnic that they ate inside the vault. Cute. Yeah, what do you guys think the menu was? Of the picnic in the vault. Cheese well, and he's snails. Italian, so probably. Cheese and snails. I, I, I guess. I probably frog believe he, since he's Italian, I bet you he treated them with a good Italian. He's French. He's Italian, French. He's mostly French. Yeah. yeah I understand that, but 
I'm, I'm gonna say spaghetti because why not? There are cigarettes and wine. Yeah, or just like snails. A mouse. There's some escargot. Some caviar. Caviar. Yeah. So anyway, they eat that. They have their fun times. Uh, they hang out in the vault. They steal all the money. And then as they're leaving, they leave this message on the vault wall. Sans armies, ni chani, ni violence. Without weapons, hatred, or violence. Which apparently is a French word. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, one word? No, it was a phrase. Oh, so okay. it's like, without weapons, comma. Hatred, comma. Or violence. The best is that they just did it because they just wanted a buttload of money and they were bored. So here, here's my theory. Uh, his buddy, the mayor, I'm thinking he's like a Mayor Quimby, his character. And uh, he's like, hey, wink, wink. You can get to the vault through the sewers, wink, wink. Uh, if you get in that money, it's all insured, wink, wink. Um, cut me some of that, wink, period. XO, XO, XO. Because it's friends. Yeah, little hug, little kiss, big yeah. hug, big kiss. Side kiss, side kicks, real kiss. Exactly. So, I, that is impressive, though, that they were able to pull off a heist like that. It doesn't sound like they pulled it off. Sounds like they got out of there with the money, but I don't think they got away based on us knowing about it. No, they did They did not get away. Mm. At least not all of them. So, this was during Bastille Day, so no one's guarding the vault, so that's how they were able to get in there and do it. No one was getting their money out because the bank was closed for the three-day holiday. Uh, so, anyways, the police were baffled, according to the article. They were very confused. I mean, they are like, I thought this safe was the safest of safes in the entire history of safes. How could this have happened? This safe is supposed to be in the crowd. No, it wasn't. Yeah, the iceberg came in the form of speggiary. So, anyways, what ended up happening is that one of the dudes who was in Spaggiari's crew had a girlfriend, and he was bragging to her about it. Broke into this salt vault. We got all this money. So I'm buying you all this stuff that I'm buying you. It's a nice dress. These nice frog legs. This is where the money's coming from. So, uh, anyways, they break up. Things go sour. And she goes and she tells the police, hey. Oof, that's petty. I know. That's rough. I know. I know how the bank got robbed. And that's when Spaggiari gets implicated by one of his gang members. So, funny enough is that Spaggiari was an acclaimed photographer. He was actually on vacation with the mayor of Nietzsche. Probably should have stayed there. All right, but he didn't know that he was wanted. So when he flew back into the airport with the mayor, he was arrested for robbery. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's a pretty fun time to be alive, you know, getting arrested for stuff. But they couldn't, they didn't find the money. They never got it out of him where the money was. And as he, he was getting on trial, so this is one of the preliminary hearings, just like over the first uh, details of his case, uh, Spaggiari brought. Uh, some evidence himself. He's like, look, if you guys want to know how I did it, here's my plan. And the plan was had a really weird code, and it was this is a really confusing document. So he hands it to the judge, and apparently there's no bailiff in, Spain, in French court because like I can't explain what happened next without the lacking presence of a bailiff. Uh, anyway, so while, while the judge and the prosecution are analyzing this document that he brought to the preliminary hearing, Spaggiari beelines for the courthouse window, hmm. jumps out of it, 
lands on a car, jumps off the car to a waiting motorcycle, and speeds away. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I'm not gonna lie, that's so cool. Yep. So, and then... Ever found again? Well, I'll get into that. So, uh, some reports claimed, according to the article, that the owner of the car later received a 5,000 franc check in the in the mail for the damage to his roof. Huh. So, especially pays his debts. So, anyways, uh, there was a huge controversy. People were trying to figure out who the driver was, if the mayor was involved, and him living or like escaping. Anyways, he gets off, and it said that he got plastic surgery, had lived in his house in Argentina, uh, worked with the CIA, and he was never seen in public again. Until one day when his uh, body was brought to his mother's house in France in 1989. The sounds of cops. Yep. Do you want him? His mother wanted him and he was buried. Then they said that uh, those article ends, none of the proceeds of the robbery were ever found. They're buried under a... Because, like, pirates would bury their treasure under, like, an X. Right. French robbers bury theirs under a... Yeah. Whatever that is. It's a French equivalent of X. That's pretty crazy that he got caught, got away... Kept the money. Kept the money. Didn't even tell anyone about the money. Got murdered by the CIA, I'm assuming. Years later, because he died in 1989 and the robbery was committed in 1975. Yeah, but he's I mean, you said he worked with the CIA, which means he was also killed so by the CIA. So, right. if he did the bank robbery at the age of 57. Yes, yeah, so he, he died when he was uh, 67. Huh. So, like a whole... 69 around there. So, wait. He lived for 14 years after the robbery. That's pretty good. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Like, especially to, like, go unfound for that long on record... That's pretty impressive. You used to be able to do that. Can't anymore. No, that's it's pretty tough to do that now. Yep. You gotta you have to have like an old flip phone that doesn't have any geo tracking or anything. Yeah. And even then you might need to just communicate by carrier pigeon to escape. Or live off the grid. You do some <laughs> smoke signals. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what he ended up doing with all that money. He honestly like split the money with everybody else who did it. So that's a whole lot of money. Yeah. I mean I'm not... Did, was there an exact number on how many people were part of that crew? I think it was like around six or seven. So if you take like $128 million... $52 million. $52 million, sorry. I just times that by two to get that other big number. So let's do some math here. Yeah, how much is that, Jeff? Beep, boop, boop, bop, we'll, do, bop, we'll do it by seven. Yep. So six including himself. Yep. That's still seven... And a half million bucks per person, technically. It's a little bit less than that, but we won't get into the specifics. But that's that's a lot of money. And you could definitely live off the grid with that kind of money. And to be honest, knowing Albert, he probably wasn't done swiping stuff. No, he definitely was not done swiping stuff. So, so yeah, that's $21 million a person. Yeah, what math did you do? Yeah, that wasn't right. You said $52 million and I divided that by Oh, seven. I said $152 million. Oh, okay. Right yeah, right. so that's twenty one. My, point, my bad audience crew. 0.7. Yeah, 21.7 mil piece. Yeah, sorry. 
I yeah. can confirm that now. And that's back then, too. So, like, cost of living was way cheaper. He lived high on the hog, dude. Flying places, probably his own private plane. Probably knew how to fly his own private plane. And this, still was swiping stuff. Yeah, this guy was, like, racist. Right up until he got murdered by the CIA. Yes. What if he went back to Chile? I doubt he did because, uh, well, maybe he probably actually did because he was working for the secret police. But, yeah. That is Spagiari, and that is our first bank robbery. And that dude's interesting F. So, a man who was born to rob, robbed, lived, died. Well, can't say that's the worst thing I've heard of anybody. I mean, after the last episode, it's some pretty brutal... Gnarly stuff. Yeah, this is definitely a bit cleaner. It's definitely interesting. I would like to learn more about how the bank was all like, I would love to learn now, like how that city recovered after that robbery or all the money's insured. So they, they just insurance company pays it. Then the bank probably has to pay a premium. It's not that big of a deal. Mm. So it, it worked out for Nietzsche anyways, and worked out for, for all the parties involved. And Sounds I like, got away with his, with this money on the back of a motorcycle. I don't think it worked out too well for anybody working at that courthouse. Well, I've got to assume they lost their jobs after that one. Well, and eventually the ex was probably pissed because she probably wanted some money out of it too and didn't get nothing. Nope. But Where did he go? He went out the window. If you want to read more about this, it's the greatest heist ever or something like that. It's the heist of the century. There's a book written about it. And it is by Mar- uh, Martin Immelman. And Greg Stewart. You can buy that on Amazon for like 10 bucks. That's not a bad deal. Yeah, plug the book. All you need to do is rob a bank and then you can buy a lot of those books. Yeah, I could buy 20 or 2 million of those books probably. Yeah, but don't rob a bank ever. You you gotta like run free in your life easy. Yeah, not gonna rob a bank. I don't need to. I've got all I need right now good friends, good life, and a good podcast. I'm surprisingly craving now like craps. What? I'm like craving craps now. I like said you were craving craps, and I was like, Can you yeah, he says crepe as crep, and he will like fight you on it. So, okay, you want some crepes right now? Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go get some. So let's end this. Au uh, revoir, everybody. Yeah, au revoir. Be good. Be good at it, and run wild. Au revoir, Monsieur Albert. <laughs> Ha! <laughs>